Hi everyone, welcome to Hires Hollywood, the podcast where we pitch shows that Hollywood should be making. I'm Diana. And I'm Jackie. And we are two millennials with a lot of dreams and a lot of free time because mm-hmm. it's COVID. And this is a very exciting time. Uh, well, not like literally because mm-hmm. we've been locked down for almost a year. Um, amazing. So we've decided to reboot this lovely podcast. And it's season three now because we've decided it's season three. Yep. Time is an illusion. Correct, Jackie? Oh, 100%. Um, and because it's a lockdown, there's nothing fun anymore about anything. So we're not going to tell fun facts about each other. We're going to tell dull facts about each other. Um, and I'll start. So one really dull fact about Jackie is, uh, she has brown hair. That's it. That's all you need to know. Yeah. And the whole thing is, is that Diana has red hair, but I can't use that as a dull fun fact because that's like a very bright fun fact. So my dull quote unquote fun fact for Diana is that she wears glasses. That is true. And now that everyone is so, so energized, I guess it's time for us to start. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Maybe- and Diana has had an idea that she's been cooking, and I don't know what it is. And Diana, like, warned me beforehand. She's like, Jackie, you might be underwhelmed. And I had to let her know she never underwhelms me because that's not who Diana is. So I have, I'm very excited to hear as we move into season three. Oh my gosh, thank you, Jackie. And I may not underwhelm you, um, but hopefully the people listening to this may not be overwhelmed or underwhelmed. But if they are, um, just listen anyways. We like to get views, I guess. That would be nice. Yeah, but like <laughs> maybe after the whole year of 2020, instead of being overwhelmed, the new thing will be to underwhelmed. Yeah, like just think of this as like you have your like little speaker on, there's a beautiful like ocean sound. You have like your scented diffuser going. There's some like chamomile essential oils on it. Not that you got from like an MLM thing, something you just got off of like a flea market. Although I don't know if that's safer. And it's just a beautiful smooth journey. So that's what we're going on right now. Okay. Now that we've set the scene for you. The scene is set. Um, I'm going to be talking about murder. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> so, I've been um, in several book clubs during quarantine um, because, again, this is what you do. You just do multiple virtual book clubs. Um, and I've read a lot of murder books. Um, and it has helped craft an idea in my little noggin for a show. And I'm, I'm workshopping the title of it right now and right now the title because usually don't start with the title but i'm going to start mm-hmm. with the title okay is the marvelous mix-up of the whitfield wedding okay so i want it to be like a little whimsical where you think you're getting one thing but you're going to get something else and this is like a hundred percent going to be a very dark comedy dramedy some mm. might say um so this is the concept. You are, we're going to start with like the, the pilot episode. You are at a rehearsal dinner for this eccentric couple that's getting married, okay? And this is a theater school couple. Do you know what I mean when no. I say that, Jackie? Yeah, okay. Like, and 
I want to say like I have some dear friends who are in theater school in undergrad and thankfully they've moved on from theater school mm -hmm. but like if anyone is unfamiliar with what theater school kids behave like just watch the first season of Glee that's all you have to do as like a prerequisite okay just Rachel Berry that's just just imagine Rachel Berry okay <laughs> but they have to have like eccentric names so I've chosen the names for the bride is Jules Montgomery okay and the groom is Peter Woodfield right very bougie mm -hmm. a little like southern I think just because you know I love any excuse to have a little southern twang um as you know drink too much whiskey I think I'm southern I want that to be the feeling of this show like you drink too much whiskey and now you think you're southern even though you grew up in Chicago um but anyways so it's this eccentric theater couple they're getting married um you know so they're they're of marrying age so in Hollywood that's like the mid 20 age group as opposed to like older you know um and here's where the drama sets in right so being the eccentric theater kids that they are they've decided that the rehearsal dinner is going to be a murder mystery dinner okay but here's a twist um they know it's a murder mystery dinner like their bridal party knows it's a murder mystery dinner no one attending it knows it's a murder mystery dinner okay Isn't that, like rude i mean is it rude or is it drama can it be both exactly you know no one said theater kids weren't rude that's fair that's like you know mm -hmm. i went to a theater party with um one of our friends who names rhymes with methany and <laughs> and she got her jacket stolen there and she was really upset it was a nice north face jacket so anyways Okay, that, that is rude. so Chicago, and also I'm waiting for you to just drop the little tidbit that your theater friends were friends with the Trader Joe's guy who just happened to end up being on Stranger Things. No, that is true. That is a fact. Yeah, like, that's a true fact. Not like, oh, like, it is a bummer if your $150 North Face gets stolen, but it's another thing when the guy from Trader Joe's ends up being on Stranger Things. Yeah, you know, you would just casually see him at the Trader Joe's, do a little, like, sup nod, you're like, oh, know you're from the school. And then you would like check out with your moderately priced Trader Joe's items and walk to your apartment. And now one of us is, you know, still in the Chicago suburbs at their corporate job. And one of us is living in Hollywood and one of us has a podcast about it. So who's winning? Who's to say? We are. We're totally winning we are. this one. We are. You know, it's fine. Anyways, back to the show. Back to the show. So um, there's a murder mystery dinner that only the bride and groom and the bridal party know about. And like, you have this whole first scene, and again, the audience isn't aware that it is a murder mystery dinner on the pilot, okay? Mm -hmm. Like, they just think they're watching this sort of obnoxious couple's rehearsal dinner, and you sort of start meeting the different characters, you meet the, um, you know, like you'll because they'll be the main characters off obviously the bride and the groom will be one you'll have like sort of like the maid of honor will be one she'll be sort of a another sort of like petty theater school person so this is what I've learned from my from being theater school adjacent is that there's always drama between like the actors like the ones who are like oh 
first was like the backstage people like the dramaturgy people and like the set directors and like things like that there's always like a oh like we're like frenemies type scenario so this is gonna be a frenemy scenario between the maid of honor and the the bride and her name has to be something very like like tiffany shelby the maid of honor T shelby tiffany those are good names um so like you'll see like her she'll be a big character and she's she's in on it but you also see people in the audience like you'll sort of see the parents on both sides who are like we don't sort of get this but we're just going along with it you know and you'll see like some guests who are like um like normalish people like there's like brad he's an accountant he's a cousin he's just here because he's obligated by blood you know mm -hmm. and it's just you sort of see these characters like interacting and you think the drama is just gonna be like the, from these weird people right <clears throat> and then it cuts to um you know i feel like it has to be sort of like a dark comedy it's only that it's gonna be like you've seen clue right jackie yes <sighs> love that movie um where you sort of have like you know the lights flashing mm -hmm. the, the lightning outside right and then all of a sudden you see in the middle of the hall right like the the bride is apparently dead right are you gonna make the bride really dead i haven't gotten there yet jackie <laughs> and then like everyone's freaking out the groom's freaking out there's like where's the doctor you know like a very dramatic and a doctor runs over he's like and you know does the pulsing is like she's dead you know and everyone's like oh and like an old woman faints you know as one does um that's part of like the southern whiskey part of this ambiance um and like people are like rushing out of the room and then you know and also it's gotten dark outside it's a storm um and all of a sudden you hear like a kerfuffle coming from one of the rooms and you hear like a gunshot because oh. they get more drama and then all of a sudden you see um the groom apparently dead too and you're like <gasps> like it's a big drama right and so like it's a whole scene it's all drama like it's gone from this like crazy thing to everyone's like oh my god this is like crazy um but then you sort of like and, and again no one in the not even the audience realizes this is fake yet right um <clears throat> but then you sort of have like a sort of like cut scene and you sort of see like as everyone's sort of like on the front front of the grounds of this and also in my mind the setting is like a historic like manor type building like mansion mm -hmm. you know where like bougie people get married and you sort of see the the allegedly dead bride like get up and sort of start laughing and then go run and find the like fake dead husband because like right because they're like it's a murder mystery blah 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 you know and they're thinking they're like so funny and stuff like that um and then i think that at that point you get someone and then um like a fake butler comes out and he's like oh they're not really dead and then he like reveals at the last second well no actually i think the end of the episode you would see the bride and the groom like running off right and so you're like what the uh you know mm-hmm because that's going to that's gonna get you to episode two, right? And then episode two is someone realizing the bride and groom aren't there. Like, someone, like, peers over the shoulder. Maybe it's, like, Brad the accountant, you know? 
and he's like, huh. and all of a sudden that's when like the butler or whatever is like, um, you know, you've had your dinner now it's time for the show. And he reveals that this is like a murder mystery and they have to figure out what's going on. Right. But everyone's like pissed now. Right. Cause would you not be pissed? I would be agitated. I'd be like, here I am thinking I'm at a murder scene and it's just these fucking theater kids. Like, the the literal drama of it all, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, then, going on for, like, the rest of, like, this series, and this is all taking place over the course of, like, the one night before the wedding, so it's sort of like a, like, each episode is, like, almost in real time, you know, like an hour type thing, like, you know, like the show 24. Yes. Um, <laughs> if I had to explain how how time works. Um, Jack Bauer would come and save the day. Exactly. Where it's people trying to, like, figure out, like, there's people who are, like, mad, and then there's people who are like, oh, it's fun, let me figure out the game. Um, but then it's sort of like you don't know if it's, there's some people then who are, like, suspicious. They're like, is this really a murder mystery or not? Right. And then, so then it sort of goes into this weaving pattern of, you're not really sure what's real and what's fake going on, where Mm. throughout the series, you get these clues where it's like, all of a sudden you're like, it seems like, okay, are they really alive or is this fake? And then there's like more, basically it's going to be like a multi-layered, like scandals revealed, like stuff like that, Um, you know as people are trying to solve this whatever fake murder but then obviously like the mid-season finale is that it's gonna be a real murder right who gets really killed i think in this case you won't know who's gonna get really killed but you're gonna see like the bride kill someone Mm. as like the finale or the mid-season finale right And then that will be part of the new murder where someone will be like, oh my God, I saw, I saw a dead bot and people won't know if it's real or fake, you know? That's the allure. Right? And so I think, and then it's going to slowly be revealed over the season that like the bride and the groom too, they have like a lot of secrets they're trying to like cover up, you know? And they're like, and they've sort of hatched this plan to make it seem like it's fake and get away with a bunch of stuff. But there's going to be like some suspicious people. And I think maybe like Brad, the accountant cousin, is like the the everyman who's like figuring it out slowly as things are going on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's the normal one. Yeah, like, he's, like, piecing this together. Like, everyone else is, like, oh, it, it, like, can't make, like, heads or tails of things. Oh, you know what? Like, I think he's, like, he's an accountant, but he's, like, he, it's not revealed until he's, like, well, I'm an accountant for, like, the FBI or something. That would like, be a good twist. Season, you know? Um, and I think it's just gonna be one of those things where it's, like, layers where it's, like, okay, well, you know, and then I think you're going to see the person she killed is going to be the bridesmaid, Tiffany, right? Her frenemy. And then it's going to be revealed that, like, Tiffany was having an affair 
with Peter, the groom. I saw right? it coming. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's the thing. But, um, and that's what Jules thinks. But in reality, they weren't actually having an affair. You know, Jules just thought they were because, you know, they were working on, like, I don't know, probably, like, maybe Peter's an actor, too. And they were working on a scene together. Something like whatever, though. And then, but Peter maybe actually, like, had feelings for Jules, but Jules didn't have them for, or Peter had them for Tiffany, but not for Tiffany through Peter. Get my names confused already. This is why, like, we pitch the shows, but, like, we would hire actual writers to help us. I think, like, my question is, do you already have, like, 20-something-year-olds picked out to inhabit these roles? I don't know. Well, so here's, like, here's the requirements, right? You have to give, like, good theater kid energy. Mm. You have to have, like, a slight southern twang or be able to pull one off. Um, I feel like for the groom, in my mind, it's Tom Holland. Because I feel like he gives off that energy. And he's British. And, like, if you slow down a British accent, it's a southern accent. Did you know that? Uh, This is all very left-hand turn for me, but I'm intrigued. (laughs) Who are you going to have play his counterpart that's not Leah Michelle or Leah Michelle? I mean, who is a modern Leah Michelle though? No one. I feel like Leah Michelle, like, I feel like this might have to be, like, an unknown, you know what I mean, where it's like, we need someone to be a Sharpay Evans, right? Mm. Like, and just bop their way to the top of the audition thing. Like, I want to see someone who's, like... I'm going to fight my way from my high school cafeteria performance of Hairspray to be a star right now. Because, like, I think you want that gritty energy. I mean, it does come through. Like, it definitely comes through the woodwork, especially as you try and hide it. And who do you see as, like, the best friend or Brad or, like, the people's parents? Brad? I feel like you need someone who's, like... Because Brad can be any age, honestly. Because he's a cousin, right? Like, he doesn't have to be the exact age. Sometimes you have cousins who are, like, ten years older than you, you know? Are you going to go with, like, Zach Braff? No. Okay. I feel like I don't like him and Florence's relationship very much. Yeah. I don't trust it. Just doesn't doesn't feel right, you know? Yeah. As if I know them (laughs) or anything about them. I mean, honestly, they're probably a very lovely couple. <laughs> who knows? I just don't trust any man who's like, I'm fine being old and dating like a 19 year old. You know, that's just bad energy. So you're seeing like John Mulaney? Mm, you know, I think he could pull off a southern accent better. I don't know if he would be the everyman, but I would love for him to be in this universe. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love for him to be like the butler. Oh, that's a good pick. Where he's like he's like the host of the um the murder mystery that's like allegedly going on. I like that. And then I think for like the everyman, I want someone who's sort of like like a very like casual person. Do you know what I mean? Like when you see them you're like, Oh, I would like like be friends with them if I met them. <laughs> I mean, the only person that comes to mind, like, the first person comes to mind, honestly, when you say that, is Keanu Reeves. First off, I do not hate that. 
<laughs> Except I just know that that's not who you're going for. But when you're saying that the only person that was like really stuck out, I was like, that's Keanu Reeves right there. Ke- Keanu Reeves, maybe he can be like one of the parents because I think he might be a little, a little too old. Yeah, I thought he was not in the age range for your cousin role. I think he might be just, just a hair bit. But I love Keanu Reeves. He's so great. Oh my gosh, I'm thinking like now. I'm just like. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to have to think about that. But, like, in my mind, I just see, like, a generic white man. Like, I see, like, Post Malone without face tattoos, you know? Like, okay, so Post Malone without, just, he's going to have his tattoos covered up. Could you, I know, I couldn't do that to Post. You can't ask Post Malone to cover his tattoos, Jackie. I'm sorry? That's like, that's like covering an essential part of him. But, like, what if you said, Post Malone, I want to give you this role, but you're not going to be Post Malone in this role. You're going to be whatever your name was before no. Post Malone. And Post Malone is, like, ergo John Smith. I think his real name is, like, Austin. Like, Austin Post or something. So, like, Austin Post is going to be in this role and we're going to cover up your tattoos. No, I can't do that to him. Okay. It's, like, have you seen, um, like, those dramatic, like, Facebook fights or people, like, get in where it's, like, the bride um, asked me to dye my hair for the weddings and cover up my tattoos so I don't stand out in the photos or things like that. Have you seen those? I have heard of it. I have never witnessed. My eyeballs have not been witness to it, though. So before I deleted my Facebook, I was part of many a groups where um, there'd be that drama all the time. One person was like, well, I didn't ask my bridesmaids to change themselves, but, like, had photoshopped them in the photos. And it's like, oh, I don't think that's any better. Like, imagine, like, you get your, like, a photo of a wedding you were in, and all of a sudden, like, Jackie, you have blonde hair now. There's just, a reason I don't seek out people's wedding photos. I mean, that's fair. But anyways, so, not post Malone. (laughs) I'm not photoshopping your tattoos post Malone. Wait, hold on. I want to search every man actor. Paul Rudd. God, I love Paul Rudd. Oh. Oh, this is Pete? Pete. The guy Davidson? Yeah. Honestly? Yeah, you know, because I think he'd be good in a dark comedy. I think he would be really good in a dark comedy. And he has tattoos, but they're not on his face, so it won't be distracting. There you go. I heard he's getting his tattoos removed, though. I saw that, too, and I don't know how true it is. Um, I personally don't know him, so unless I, like, send him, like, a little tweet, and he's like, yep, true. Can't fact, can't fact check that white boy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that's, that's just a... A bit of the casting, I suppose. But yeah, I think the plot in general, it, it would be very woven. There would be a lot of, like, secret reveals. And I think there'd be... It, you could get a lot of, like, wild characters in here. But, like, the main ones, bridegroom, best friend, brides... Well, friend of me, bridesmaid, who gets murdered. And then, like, the cousin detective who's trying to figure it all out. Will he figure it out? Who knows? And I assume it's only one season. Is that correct? Um, I think so, because I don't think you could get away with a second season. And also, the, the name, I am I can workshop the title a little bit more for it, but... 
in what network are you seeing it or streaming services? This is like an HBO Max. Is this like an ABC? Like, what are you seeing? Well, if you put it on HBO, there can be more blood in it. <laughs> if you is that what you're going for, Dan? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, if you're going to do a murder show, I think you have to have, like, the murder in it, you know? Like, well, I guess you could do that on Netflix. I think it has to be a streaming site. Okay. That's fair. Just just for the draw. And streaming sites are that you get away with the uh, one season yeah. versus if you're like, oh, I'm going to put this on ABC. They're like, if you don't do five seasons and get us thousands of dollars in ad revenue... And start doing sponsored, you know, yeah, every, every other, every five minutes, it's like, oh, I'm going to go commit to murder while I'm holding this bottle of spiced Captain Morgan rum. Like, <laughs> mm. it's not, it's not cute. And I think we've come to like perhaps one of the most important questions of the episode. Ooh, what's your theme song? Oh, I didn't even think that far. You know what? I feel like the vibe is, have you seen um, the show Succession? Yes. On HBO? Okay. So I have not seen the show. I have only seen TikToks specifically <laughs> of the theme song um. and people making up lyrics to the theme song. But like that drama mood, I would want like a riff on like that where you would combine like the wedding bell song that you walk down the aisle mm-hmm. to. But it's, like, a dark, angsty murder version. Are you seeing the theme song be, like, a montage? Or do you just see it as, like, only, like, ten seconds as, like, the font, like, the title flows up? I think it's, like, an instrumental. I think it's, like, a dark, moody instrumental of the wedding wedding bells, walk down the aisle song. And then, like, this is, like, more the credits, but, like... I think the credits are, like, flip, like, you're flipping through, like, a wedding album. That is and very while, cute. But while you're flipping through it, like, the as you flip through it more and more, the photos get a bit, like, distorted, and towards the end, it starts burning. The pages are burning. That is Until, really creative. And then you close it, it's on fire. Listen, I watched a lot of American Horror Stories. I got a lot of good credit ideas. Thank you, Ryan Murphy, for your inspiration. We got a lot of Ryan Murphy talk today. Glee... American Horror Story? What's next? I watched Prom. Don't watch that, guys. It's not that good. Uh, did you watch the, his Hollywood show? No, because everyone told me it wasn't good. Ratchet? Again, everyone told me not to bother. Maybe his shows aren't that good. Ryan sh- Murphy, if you're listening, sh- I didn't mean that. Please feel free to hire us. His shows are very stylized. Yeah, that's true. You know what? I liked his show, The Politician, which I know s- people were like, mm, about, but I'm like... Like, like both seasons or just the first season? I watched both seasons. I think the first one was stronger than the second one. But the second one I still enjoyed, mainly because Bette Midler was in it and she was great in it. I really enjoy Like, that show has a really good soundtrack, too. A lot of shows don't utilize soundtracks well enough. And this is, this is a show that would be very soundtrack-specific. And just to, like, enrich our lives more, what are some, like very big like swans like you know how in so many cw shows you know that you hit the 50 minute mark because like all of a sudden that pop song comes on that like mm-hmm. underweaves like the all of the story pieces either coming together or not coming together mm-hmm. what do you see for this show oh gosh okay so the maybe this is crazy but I would say for, like, that, like, musical thing, I would very much... Do you remember, like, back when we were in high school 
they would do those like pop goes punk albums yes. or punk goes pop albums where it'd be like we used to listen like, to those at work from our friends i mean i listened to them when i was 13 years old that was my bread and butter i'm having a little bit of like a emo renaissance i think but like, um, it's a renaissance for a reason it's like fancy yeah but i don't think it'd be like punk goes pop i think it'd be the opposite i think it'd be like emotional like pop ballad covers of like um pop punk songs from like 2004 to 2008 so what i'm hearing you say is there's gonna be like some bayside like okay think of the drama of like panic at the disco and like my chemical romance like that like most theater kids like that was their height well at least when we were in college like every theater kid you knew knew the black parade (laughs) if yeah if black parade came on somehow at a party because someone got some sort of inebriated everyone would stop what they were doing and they would have they would have their main character moment you know there's a lot of main characters though when that song comes on god everyone's like i'm gerard wade no i'm gerard wade like it's a whole thing um but just imagine that but like instead of it being like gerard ray it is like i don't know like think of like taylor swift evermore style but like i write sins not tragedies there's just like so much going on and i know it will work but like in my head i'm just seeing like uh you know like the end of the year music mashups where it's just like a bunch of like yeah cut 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 cut. that's what i see in my head i'm okay with it thank you dj earworm but i would like to say for the record even though my sister is not listening to this we have both decided that the 2009 dj earworm is still the best dj earworm like end of the year music i feel like i need to look that up you should it's great it's the best out of all did the they ones make he's a, done. Did, did they make a 2020? I was asking myself that as I was talking. Hold on, let's set this up. Because, yes, 2009 I mean, gonna... Blame It on the Pop. Oh, it's the United States of Pop 2020. I'll have to I listen mean, to it when we're done. Yeah, we don't have the rights for that. We're, we don't even have a website yet, so... But now that we have given him his own yeah. shout-out. Shout-out <laughs> DJ Earwire. Yeah, for the thing <laughs> you saw on Facebook 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, more than 10 years ago. Oh, you. You. Oh, that's so gross. Well, Ew. as Diana and I are thinking about our renaissances in the middle of COVID, we just want to let you know that we are back. Yeah, and you can follow us on social media. We have an Instagram. We have a Twitter. We have an email. All of them are Hires Hollywood. So, like, if you like to use email, send us one. It's hollywood at gmail.com. Send us a little idea. Send us a little note. Just say, hi, Diana. Hi, Jackie. Hope you're having a swell day. And we'll respond. We don't have anything better to do. Truly. I mean, like, you know, we're just working from home. we got to take little breaks here and there. We'll just, I'll send you, like, a picture of my dog. It'd be cute. Your dog is very, very cute. People would be so lucky to have Lucy in their inbox. She, she's getting real old, and she's getting real sassy. So my dad feeds her cheese every morning because he'll make a breakfast sandwich, and he doesn't like cheese, so he takes it off, and he feeds it to Lucy. And she gets really upset if she doesn't get her morning cheese. So he switched to cereal, and Lucy, like, will sit at the ch- his chair and, and, like, stare at him. And sometimes she'll do a little bark if she doesn't get her morning cheese. It's been a really big journey for her the last week. So. COVID isn't easy for anybody. No. 
It's, she's gonna be so upset when I have to go back in the office. Yes, truly. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, well, on that note, again, follow us on our socials. You'll receive a picture of my dog. Just slide into those DMs or into our inbox. Um, and if you're a Hollywood producer, um, hire us. We're ready. We're ready for the, the big stage, wherever that is. Preferably Hollywood. Maybe Burbank. I think they make things there, too. Mm. We'll be there. Just be like, oh, yes, after COVID is over, you should come on date X, Y, and Z. And Diana and I will be like, we'll have our vaccines by then, and then we'll be there. Yeah. Anyways, that's it. Bye! Bye!